have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use the peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise of Find out what's going on with him. What's going on, guys? How we doing, Drew? What's up, guys? How we doing, Red? Sorry, Hello, how professor. are you guys doing? Hey, hey, oh, hey, everybody. How are you? Welcome back, everybody. I wanted to actually talk to the professor. We, we got a lot to get to today. I wanted to pick up where we left off last week, but there's a couple of things that we just kind of kind of clear the air on real quick. I, I talked to the professor last week. I sent him a message, and I asked him to just help me with an intro. I've been using that one intro, but I've been kind of playing around, and all I wanted him to do was say, this is the professor, you're listening to the Drew World Order. Simple. I said, give me, give me two or three, you know, I'm trying to put something together. Right. So he sends me back these long, rambling messages, right, all pissed <laughs> off, all, all, all pissed <laughs> off. Why is it the Drew World Order, you know, the professor, I want to call it the diaper. I, I, I pulled a clip or two. Right. Let me see. What do we got here? Uh, That's and, funny. And he sent me, like, hours worth. Here's a little clip of Professor. Welcome. What you are about to listen to has been described by Nightline. Why the fuck are we naming it the Drew World Order? Jitter's been doing this for, what, I don't know, not very long, under 10 episodes. Long story short, it should be called Top of That Couple, alright? I should be the fucking host, <laughs> and we should be having, no, Mr. Drew. So, you know what, have fun, there's your podcast. Have a good day. Thank you, and come again. Shut up, Drew. <laughs> yeah, you're Mr. Drew. <laughs> Mr. Drew. Now, Professor, look, we're, we're all part of the show. It's Drew named the show. He kind of started it. Now, are you just messing around with me? Because you sounded real angry. And then, you know, your last week when we were on vacation, he put out a couple of his own shows, which was great. I mean, right. it, was, it was wild yeah. stuff. I didn't hear and, any of and them the professor, yet. he did a yes. whole a whole show of prank phone calls and stuff. I think he wants to be like his own Howard Stern. I don't know if he's right. leaving the show. If he wants to go, he he wants to be, he wants it to be called the Professor Show. So what's the deal, Professor? Well, I actually we sent it to some test audiences, and it turns out that the Professor Guantavius D. History of Accounting PhD World Order just does not bring a good show title. So. Right. I I am here for many years, and it would be very bad if I were to leave. And Mr. Drew understands that, yeah. and he will. You know what it reminds respect. me of, Red? He, what? He, he's like Jackie. The professor's like Jackie Jokeman. Yeah, you know of, what I mean. Yeah. He like wants yeah. all. He like wants all the credit. They get like all pissed yes. off. Yeah. <sighs> Why is it the house Churchill? I should get more money because the because the Jews run the world. <laughs> well, you, exactly. Exactly. He well, like, I did. Uh, <laughs> I made a deal with him. I said, "No, were you? Were, I can do my own show. I'm gonna punch up scripts." <laughs> 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 I 
That's funny. I told him he could only do bonus content. He couldn't actually record an episode, but whatever he did record, he had to do for bonus content. Yeah, but I did take right. one of his – Um, I, I I sent him another one of Red's Beats, and I had him do a song. I was thinking about right. using maybe this for an intro. I was thinking about using it today, but I wanted to run it by you guys first and see what you thought. So let me play right. this. Knowledge for you from Mr. Drew. Knowledge for you from Mr. Drew. Mr. Drew brings some knowledge for you. Miss Nico in red and the professor in Herbert Walker Bush and Ted Chapel, Nixon, Yoda, and a lot other. Of I like this one. I heard this the other day. Knowledge for you from Mr. Drew. Okay, fine. Let's just fucking start. You're tuned to, I don't know, the, the Drew World Order. What a clever name. What a clever name, Drew World Order. What do you think of that for an intro? I have I have the long version of that song, and Good maybe I'll one. play it at the end for people that want to yeah. hear it, because the professor's such, yeah, a, such a beautiful singer. But I, I yeah. put that one together maybe just to use for an intro, and, it, and it, I put that little clip at the end. So what do they we'll call when a record awesome. goes double platinum or triple platinum? Do you um, guys know? Triple platinum, I guess. Is, I don't is, know. What the hell it? comes after platinum? Yeah. Well, he's going to break the records with that fucking thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? And he did a whole, uh, funny. A whole show of prank phone calls. I think I had mm. someone. Uh, what is this one? Is this Fruit Salad? Is this Professor? Let me say. <laughs> oh, yeah. How are you, buddy? Oh my God, I'm doing all right. Well then, I got a little bit of a concern. Uh, my boy Raymond was up in there last week, and somebody called him a fruit salad. I came home, my wife was awful pissed off. I just figured I'd go up here and see what was going on. Uh, he, he was called a what? A fruit salad. Um, I've not heard anything about that. I just got here. Oh, you can call the director. He'll be here on Monday, or you can shoot him an email. All right, I appreciate it. I'll be going back there tomorrow, and uh, well, we'll get this figured out. That sounds great. Okay, thank you. Sorry that happened. Okay, bye-bye. That's all right. Bye, God. <laughs> That's what stuck there. What? He was on your uh, he was on your show. Yes, the, we the, had the a special a... prank phone call show you did. Yeah, he was here with my honey badger, and I made him make a prank phone call. Yeah, Red does prank calls. We've actually been doing them since we were kids. Yeah. When we were kids, we um. Oh, Red had a, a name. We used to call himself Mark Phillips usually when he did his prank yeah. phone calls. Yeah. And we used to make I, – I had a phone back in the day. You, you're probably not even old uh, old enough yeah. to remember these phones, Drew. But we had like those regular rotary phones with the big thing and I would – you know, with a big yeah. handle and a microphone we, and a speaker. We used to so tear I would, them apart. I would unscrew the speaker, take the phone apart, mm-hmm. and then take an RCA jack, cut the wires, and I would twist them into the phone – and then I took that wire and I plugged it into my stereo system into a cassette deck so that I, so that I could record the calls. No so shit. Red would go we would all Red would go in my mother's room to make the call so that it was nice and quiet in there because he we would all laugh. Yeah. He was like, I'm better off doing it alone. <laughs> and we would all sit in my room yeah. listening, and it would be listening to the phone calls. Stereo system. Yeah, listening to the phone calls through the stereo system while I recorded them. Then we had so we had all of these tapes full of phone calls, and then we would like, you know, play them at like parties and like pass them around the high school, and everybody knew these fucking calls, you know. Damn. Yeah. But I swear yeah. to God, I I think if if we were born at the right time, like during the early part of the internet, 
You know, yep. if we were born, if we Dude, were in high school in like the 2000s, and we would just, have been the jerky boys. We would have been the happened. jerky boys. I mean, we had tapes of our music yeah, and all of these yeah. bits we played and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And one of the, one of the calls Red had, one of his famous calls was he was a door to door dildo salesman. <laughs> I wish I, I wish I still had. And what he would, <laughs> what he would do is he would call yeah. sales jobs, right? I'll tell you about this one call. It's one of my favorites. He calls for a sales job, you know, and the guy's like, "Do you have any sales experience?" And he's like, yeah, I do, you know. He's like, but, uh, you know, I, I did door-to-door sales. And the guy's like, right. well, what'd you sell? Yeah. He's like, well, you know, it's kind of embarrassing. But don't, don't worry about it. Trust me, I can sell. The guy's like, well, what is it? Yeah. And he's well. And I'm pushing him along, dude. Yeah. I, that, that was the key. I would keep you on the phone yeah. for the longest time. For the longest time. time. And he, he, he had a knack of... Yeah. Making people want and wait and beg for the punchline. So in other words, yeah. this guy's like, "Well, what did you sell? Yeah. Tell me. Don't worry yeah. about it. Trust me. I, I can sell. Yeah. It's it's embarrassing. I, I don't want to talk yeah. about it. Forget it. You know." Yeah. The guy'd be like, "Well, what is it?" And he's fi- finally be like, "All right. Yeah. You want to know yeah, what I did?" He'd be pushing along and he'd be talking to me, and then yeah, but, I, yeah, I and went then door to door selling dildos, you know. And the guy <laughs> starts losing it, you know. Mm. So anyway, Fred <laughs> did a call yesterday it and still stay on the line. Oh, yeah, he would keep these people going forever, you know, and they were always funny. So anyway, Red did a call yesterday, and it's kind of like a a remake of the old dildo call. Not quite as great as that one, but let let I just wanted to set that up for you. And, but. Hey, uh, okay, so I have a few things that I was just going to – have you ever heard of uh, Carlos Castaneda? Carlos Castaneda. No. Is he a gangster? <clears throat> Sounds like a gangster. He, uh, he wrote uh, – all those Don Juan Mattis books in the 60s. I think we talked about this a little bit. I was just going to read a quote. We were talking about the, the Sumerians, the Anunnaki, Enki, Enlil, the Nephilim, uh, right. the secret invaders some several hundred thousand years ago. This is from the Carlos Castaneda book. I can't remember which one it is. It's from The Active Side, Active Side of Infinity. This is what this shaman uh, says to Don Wa- or to Carlos Castaneda, the author, who was a Cal Berkeley student, we have a predator that came from the depths of the cosmos and took over the rule of our lives. Human beings are its prisoners. The predator is our lord and master. It has rendered us docile, helpless. If we want to prote- to protest, it suppresses our protest. If we want to act independently, it demands that we don't do so. They took over because we are food for them. They squeeze us mercilessly. Because we are their sustenance, just as we rear chickens in a chicken coop, uh, the predators rear us in human coops. Um, their food is always available to them. He is literally saying that these entities fed off of low vibrational uh, like emotions and feelings. I mean, so you talk about connecting the dots. This guy was a Central American uh, shaman in the 60s, and he's saying the same thing that the Nag Hammadi texts say. He's saying the same thing that the, the Sumerian tablets talk about. I mean, now you're saying right, you're but, saying the 60s, but you mean you mean uh, not ni- 1960. Yes, 1960. Yeah, oh, saying he are? wrote that in the 60s. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. You know what's interesting that you say that now. So what he's basically saying is that we are we are like their food for them. Yeah. Because Which one ma- of the questions I had, and I, I always say that I want to know what the motivation is and stuff. And I was thinking about, okay, we were created as slaves, okay, originally in order to mine the, the gold and all of that stuff. Do we still have a purpose? 
are we still under their control? And if so, what is it? Or are we just an alien ant farm and they're just fucking watching us grow? Okay, here's where it gets here's where this gets interesting. And I took a little bit of a sidebar away from the tablets as I think that there are other things that are important here. The R complex. You guys know what the R complex is? No. We're stupid. Never heard of Have that. you ever heard of your reptilian brain? Well, I've heard of reptilians. Yeah. Yes. You, we, everybody, every human has a part of their brain. It's called the reptilian brain. It's called the R-complex. It's the oldest part of the brain. It's one of the first uh, parts of the brain that forms. Here's what's responsible. Here's what your reptilian brain is responsible for. Uh, movement, digestion, circulation, breathing, fight or flight. Fight or flight. That is very important to remember. Your freeze response Um it can be rigid, it can be obsessive, compulsive, ritualistic, and paranoid. Your reptilian brain is what happens, it's what kicks in when you are threatened, you feel the need to fight or flight. It, uh, some of the moods or characteristics of your reptilian brain, negative mood, overwhelmed, ineffective, uh, argumentative, blaming, rigid, insist that I'm right, uh, personalizes reaction, greed, um, cold calculation, lack of empathy. Oh, sorry. It sounded like go. most of those things at the beginning were, I don't know, what you would call your natural instinctual part of the brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, until you got to the the end part with the empathy, your lack of empathy. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like every a lot of those things were something that everybody has, and but not everybody has that lack of empathy. Well, I guess everybody does sometimes in certain situations. If if they were if. Zachariah Sitchin and some of these other people that have described or uh, transcribed these tablets say that they manipulate uh, they manipulated genetics and kind of formed a hybrid blood race to to represent them the gods on Earth as humans, but were hybrids who had the ability to appear as either human or in what the what most people say the serpent form reptilian. Because remember this: the world we live in is not solid base world atoms are 99.99999 percent empty and right. if you so basically when they say shape shifting they're not shifting from one solid body to another it's all in the eye of us the decoder the decoder is picking up a new frequency that is now coming through in the form of uh, manifestation and projection which so, makes them look like a reptilian so you say the decoder so it's the person who's seeing it yes I mean, we're only seeing whatever our brain interprets. The the world to us, to all. I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there that we just can't see. Yeah, what the electromagnetic spectrum is point zero zero five percent of. We we see like we are blind in the. Yeah, we're we're completely blind. Why can't we see it though? What 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 is that that stops us from seeing it? Our eyes only pick up certain light and certain things. You don't see radio waves, right? Yeah, you you don't see X rays. Right. Exactly. You don't see but, there is stuff all over the place that we don't see. And and anything us, that you, yeah. even what you see, it's just your yeah. brain's interpretation. So right. there could be, you know, one brain tech, you know, theoretically could work different than another and somebody yes, could see things see that somebody things. else's brain yeah. couldn't. It's just like yeah. somebody being colorblind, you know. I exactly. colorblind people it always blows my mind. I talk to one person and he says, "When I yeah. see green, when that's green, I see blue." And I'm like, "Well, how the Fuck, do we even know what green is then? Well, no, because I, I, I don't know. 
that whole thing confuses and, me. Not to get off on a tangent, but remember, everything is just your interpretation. Yep. And all that interpretation, that perception, that awareness, everything, it, it the world exists at the back of our rods and cones in a like, little two-centimeter spot. That We are literally walking around in our own heads. The world, When we say the world's out there, the world is not out there. The vibrations are all out there. We are decoding it, and the world literally is projected from the back of our brain. That's where we live. <clears throat> it's like the Matrix. Dude, in, in Matrix, they put that in the back of the head, too. That's crazy. So uh, just that, that it's so important to remember that lack of apathy when it comes to the reptilian brain. You look at the world. You look at the cold calculation, the greed. The people that run the world have genetically been altered or engineered they they do not have the ability for empathy. That's why the world is the way it is. That's how you can kill five kids in collateral damage to get one member of ISIS. Okay, so At, you're saying reptilians don't have the ability for empathy. They okay. have no now, nurture in nature. A, let me ask a couple of questions here. I want to review, according to the Zachariah Sitchin and all, we were created as this hybrid race. I was under the impression that all humans came from that, same thing. In other words, we all are hybrids. But yet it, it seems like you're saying that only some of us have this reptilian gene. And there was also different groups that came here. So, But everyone's traced back to that one Africa. And I also want to say, okay, Samaria is where they wrote the stories they're looking for the gold. But the gold mining was in Africa. There was also more than one species so I just want you to clarify now okay? because <laughs> it's a little bit confusing. It is. So we are not all tied back to that same alien race. There's two separate races, and some of them are reptilian. So well, you could also talk about the, the human beings. You could talk about the star children. You could talk about the bloodline. Uh, the Queen of England, the Windsor, the House of Windsor. Come break it down, if you can, as simply as we okay. can. The different races— and the origin that so, we know of. After the flood, the human beings exist. Whatever human beings were left um, after the Anunnaki left, they also leave a different, like a, a hybrid blood race that will control the human beings, the human population on their behalf. Those were the ones that were not on Earth. Or at, they were either on Earth. Some of them didn't come to Earth, but... Either they were on Earth or they left, but they did leave. When they left, they left their like genetic imprint on the planet, and they left right. these people with the ability to have uh, the the ability. They basically left the bloodline, and if you're not a part of the bloodline, then you do not have the same like frequency or synchronization to be able to tap into that consciousness that represents the Anunnaki or the reptilians, the Archons. Right. What was their planet? Well, a lot of people say they come from what Alpha Draconis, uh, Sirius is another Sir, constellation. Sirius, they yeah. talk about a lot. Uh, Orion, the Orion constellation. Yeah, uh, man, who knows, man? I was. There's so many. Like the universe is infinite. We have no fucking idea how many species and all that other shit is out there. And I mean, if if they are interstellar and they're traveling yeah. here, they could have places and all different regions anyway so really to look at my, my thing that i always want to clarify is is because i know there's more than one species so some people are reptilian yeah but yeah. all humans now were created from the gods are you saying some humans a different set of gods because there was there's more than one set of gods or were some people just not from the gods at all some Ugh. people uh okay 
Mm. We all derive <laughs> from what <laughs> the the clay the clay molding that they talk about Enki and Enlil. Like those two, as according to the Sumerian tablets, created humanity. Right. But uh, then there yeah, was a flood. What, what is that clay? What is that clay molding represent? But that, that humanity, it? that version of humanity, is just like those peasant race. You know. Okay. Then they did it again to manipulate humanity to be that of a higher bloodstock. And to be of royal blood, and the, those people, the bloodline of that uh, of those okay. choosing, so created by the same people, but just mm-hmm. created two separate lines. Yeah, you and I don't have the same DNA or uh, compatibility with the Archon consciousness. Remember how he right. said they, their personality could take form for thou- they could just funnel their uh, consciousness yes. into a new body. You and I would not be synchron. We would not synchronize to that because we do not have that same uh, DNA compatibility. That's how they're able to – that's what they do. That's why they have these, like, huge – that's why they, they're looking for their bloodline. Bill Clinton – there's a lot of evidence to suggest Bill Clinton is a Rockefeller. He isn't – I mean, you could look – that's very, very crazy. When you start looking at that shit, like, he could be very well a Rockefeller. They say hmm. that Abraham Lincoln was a Rothschild. I don't think every president is part of this bloodline. I mean, because if you look at the history of them, a lot of them came from – very poor upbringings or whatever, and just. Uh, but then again, you know, the presidents don't really control everything that, anyway. Some yeah. of them might, but I don't think all presidents are prob- part of this bloodline at all. Did you know that Bill Correct? Clinton met JFK when he was a boy? Oh yeah, Did he? No. dude. I, I, the more I look into this, and I'd have to pull some stuff for you, but I think that they are. I think they're selected from a very young age, and I think they're groomed for it. And some yeah. people, Andrew Basiago of Project Pegasus says that he informed Barack Obama of his destiny when Barack Obama was a young boy. He went back in time using Project Pegasus to inform a future president of his destiny. You start to get that shit. It's just, what the fuck? So now you you Ugh. think that Trump would... Mm, you think that Trump would be <laughs> of the special bloodline? Have you never... Dude, you haven't heard of the Baron Trump books that were written 100 yeah, years ago? Trump has a special bloodline. Yeah, absolutely. The, the what was that book? The Baron Trump books. Uh, I'm looking these up right now. Uh, they were that's, his, like that's his son, Baron, right? Yeah, it, it, this guy wrote these books about uh, Baron Trump like 100-some years ago. Let me look this up real quick. Yeah, here they are. Uh, Baron Trump's Marvelous Underground Journey. And it, it's a picture of a little kid. It's by a dude named Ingersoll Lock, Lockwood. Baron Trump's marvelous. Under- he writes these books about this kid named Baron Trump, who is a. Uh, it, it's freaky as fuck. Like, how the fuck did this guy know that? You know, now, these these books were written when nineteen. The fuck, the early twentieth century. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Really. Huh. Eighteen eighty nine. Wow. Yeah, that little kid might turn out to be the Antichrist. Yeah, you guys, you, you guys uh, might go look into that. We'll talk about that in shit about, he, like, next week. He kind of he kind of looks like the kid from that movie. What was that? Um, Damien, right? Remember oh, the Damien? Yeah, yeah. Omen, the Omen. Yeah. yeah, the Omen, right. Yeah. He kind of looks like Damien. He does. Yeah, there's mm. something about him. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so that, I want, that's one thing, the R-complex. The monoatomic gold. Why were they after gold? We talked about they were trying to possibly as a, a superconductor of some sort. Did you know right. that? Uh, and it's reflective properties yeah. in order to uh, have you ever researched what monoatomic gold does to your DNA? It, it basically actives. It. Well, no, it like it supercharges it. You, it brings strands of DNA to life that would not normally ordinarily do that. So 
when you ingest monoatomic gold, your body, your consciousness, your being, you become a superconductor. And that's another thing to keep in mind, too. Uh, the white powder gold, the alchemy, they were after it for a number of reasons. And a lot of researchers indicate that they were eating this and ingesting it to maintain their God status. We have to take a quick two-second break, and then we're going to pick it up right here. Hello. Hello. Yes. Uh, this is WBBBC Solidified. Good afternoon. How are you doing? WBBBC Solidified. We're a radio station out of Myrtle Beach. Small radio station. How are you? I'm okay. What's going on? No, nothing. Uh, you you must have put your name in, uh, and you actually won. Uh, did you go to the fair or something? Or yeah, I went to a fair. Okay. A while ago. Yeah, a while ago. Well, you put you must have put your name in. You won. Uh, it's uh, basically there's three there's three prizes. Well, it's three sizes really. Um. I'm calling to find out what size you want. Um, I guess. Um, it, do, do you know? Do you remember what it was? Okay, because you probably checked like the sex box or something on it or whatever. So you you want a dildo? Yeah, you want a dildo, but we just need, we're just going to need the size that you'd want and uh, where to send it. Hello, are you there? Sir, I just need, I just need the size and an address so I could send a dildo to you. I mean, maybe it was something your wife filled out. Hello? Hello? Is it a team battery? Ladies and gentlemen, Anchor, you want to start a podcast? You want to be part of the podcast revolution? A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. All you have to worry about with Anchor is producing the podcast. They'll distribute it. They'll find you sponsors. They'll give you transition music, bumper music, whatever you need. Everything you need to make your own podcast. 2019 and 2020 are the years of the podcast. A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. That's anchor dot F-M to get started. We'll see you there. Welcome back. Uh, this is former President George Herbert Walker Besh. Uh, Barbara and I wanted to thank you. Uh, Drew got pied in the face from the professor, and he's cleaning his shorts. But uh, 
don't listen to these boys talk about their conspiracies and their comedy and well, uh, Danny Quayle, Colin Powell, Operation Storm and Norman. Thank you. Here we are. We're back on your show. Are you ready? Baron Trump. Okay, so yeah, what was I telling you guys on the break? Uh, in this book, this book written in 18... It's fucking 1800 sometime. Little Baron Trump, in the book entitled Marvelous Underground Journey, he's got a fucking mentor in this book that was authored over 100 years ago, 120 years ago. And the dude's, the Bar- Little Baron Trump's mentor in the fucking movie, in the book, is fucking Don. Some dude named Don. Don Fum. That's crazy. That is fucking nuts. Don Jr. Remember Little Baron, the motto of the Trumps per Ardua ad Astra. I don't know what the fuck that means, but that is fucking nuts. And yeah, creepy. Mm. Oh, hey, hey, I found some more. One more thing on the Don, the Don Juan Mattis. Uh, the Book of Baron is, is what? What what year is this book? 18, like 1889. And Red, I don't know if you heard me say this, but this guy also wrote a book, a sequel to this book, a direct sequel, whether it be the next one or the following book was called The Last President. That's that's insane, bro. That's and it's, really it insane. featured Baron Trump as the fucking last president. It's actually president. giving me chills, like you said. Yeah, it's creepy. It is. Like, how... To... So, what, was there... Well, back to the... With the creation. Are there any other creation stories from other... Similar? Dude, the... Know of a... Well, isn't the, the Muslim or the Islamic story of creation is tit for tat the same thing the jinn the the d- demons in the nation of islam faith they tell the same fucking story of the serpent race coming down in pre- you know it's the same they fucking do, thing right? yeah yeah it's strange that they you do see these similar stories they always seem to have different names though right? and i don't know how they have that same story but for some reason they have different names maybe it's just in, lost in translation well, over the years they name their people in it yeah, but they, they they could be talking about people that sound very, very similar. And you could say, well, this would be that person. This would be that person. Yeah. They always have different names. Yeah. And what about um, Adam and Eve? Now, we, we know a lot of the Bible stories basically came from the Sumerian text. Is there any mention or any anything that would translate into the Adam and Eve story? Yeah. I mean, the Bible... Uh, the King James Version has, what, 31,000 translation errors, but the Bible, there's some, like, symbolism. I don't think it's a literal interpretation, but... No. It, like, the Anunnaki, these these reptilian fucks, the people that run the world, like, they love to tell us what they're going to do or what they have done. They love to give us the truth while it being coded. The Bible has a lot of symbolism and themes that seem to be spot on. Like, Adam and Eve, right. isn't Adam and Eve, he's the first man uh, in... From the rib of Adam, that he cre- they create Eve, right? Right. Yeah. So basically, like they took DNA of Adam to create Eve. Then you have the the lure of the serpent, uh, which is uh, what, what yeah. needs always to... always the serpent. Yeah, serpent reptile. everything. You know, dude. The apple. You know what the the apple uh, apple logo. You know what it is? It's the apple with a bite taken out of it. Isn't that crazy? Right. It's the original sin. Their logo is re- literally stands for literal the original sin. Right. Now, Drew, do you have an Apple phone? No, right? I do not. <laughs> I didn't think so. And the Beatles had Apple records. Yes. No shit. Yeah. Dude, that's Maybe. fucking nuts. You know, sometimes you were talking before about how 
you know, some people can see certain things and, uh, you know, and only some people would be able to see that reptile. Sometimes when I'm looking at red, I see horns. Right. <laughs> yeah, you I will do. see it, them. Yeah. Like, I see them now. Then that's why I know he's an asshole, you know, because I see when, he, when he's, yeah. and I know when he's being an asshole, I see horns and nobody else sees them. And I've seen this all my life, but I've always been afraid to say something. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see that right now i see it yeah see i dare him? god yeah. son put those horns away uh, okay so dude I, I don't know about okay when i first started getting into this shit especially after like a, a a really if i were to take some psychedelics or something like that i'd be watching the news and i'd be seeing people in the crowd that did not appear as everybody else did I don't. You guys can do this if you like. Let your eyes just defocus and stare at something long enough. It has to be a person usually. You can start to see their aura and like their their magnetic field. Hunter S. Thompson. You, you guys know who Hunter hmm. S. Thompson is, right? Yes, dude. Uh, Hunter S. Thompson talks who is about. It? Who seeing, is that? Who he's is the it? famous the the uh, the Finish doctor writer. of journalism. Uh, wrote Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Dude, he talks about after taking LSD. To the extent of breaking his what realm of reality, he saw the reptilians. Dude, he talks about them in his books. He says, "I walked in. I was in the middle of a goddamn reptile reptile zoo." You know? Yeah. It seems that a lot of times when people take these strong hallucinogens, and and he hit a lot with DMT, where they all seem to see the same thing or very very similar things. There's there's no like that's not a coincidence. I, I wouldn't say so. Would you? No, it just why would you always people from all over different cultures and different places, you know, just automatically have those same experiences when they take these chemicals, which seems to maybe open up these chemical pathways in your bodies that allow us to see certain things that you can't see without them. And dude, I was uh, I was looking at this thing last night. I'm trying to find this answer. Uh, you have different cultures and civilizations hundreds of years ago, thousands of years ago that, that portray the aliens or the gods in the exact same manner, mm -hmm. you know, spanning the, the continent, like people that never interacted with each other at all. And they literally in their tablets, their, their artifacts portray these entities in the exact same depiction. It's just, it's just like the UFOs and stuff too. You know, you see some really those old pictures and, you know, even like carvings and people from all different cultures all over the place. They always describe these lights in the sky and mm -hmm. these certain flat things, you know. Nico, you talked a, bit, a little bit about the Bible. I have one short little, I guess, note on that. So Christmas Day, w the winter solstice in December 25th, the word solstice derives from the Latin solstice, meaning sun standing still. Uh, because at the solstices, the sun stands still in declination. That is seasonal movement of the sun's path. Basically, the 25th is not the day that Jesus was, what, reborn? It's They're talking about the no, sun Jesus, in the sky. Jesus was not born on Christmas at all. They just, from, from my understanding is, they, they actually don't know when Jesus was born at all. Mm -hmm. They think it was sometime in the spring. But it was a pagan holiday. And they were trying to bring the pagans into Christianity. The pagans had a crazy holiday. They would do all kinds of crazy shit on Christmas. They were not going to let that holiday go. So what the Christians or the Catholics did was they kind of took their holiday and they says, well, we're going to celebrate, you know, the birth of Jesus on that day. And that's how 
Christmas became in December when that they That's... they believe it was sometime in the spring, but they don't know an exact so, date. Here, the period when the sun stands still was perceived as three days, also said to be the time when the solar healer was in the tomb or to be reborn or resurrected. The three day sol- solstice period typically began at midnight on December twenty first and ended at midnight on December twenty fourth, when the sun stopped standing still and began moving again. Basically reborn uh, up into the sky, that, right. dude. That's just that blows my mind. Yeah, and so so that's why they used it for Jesus's birthday or the day he was reborn, or and the very next whatever the hell it is here, that dude, we celebrate yeah. on Christmas. The three stars, but it wasn't on, wasn't the actual date at no. all. And then they talk about Orion and the star Sirius and how that factors into what they were worshiping. Like that's what we were just talking about in the Sumerian tablets, you know. Right, Orion. That's what the um the the, the pyramids and all of them. They were big into Orion, right? Yep. They're they're on what yeah. they're lined up to Orion, Sirius, and uh, what's the third one? I can't remember. Yeah, it's pretty. And they it's show pretty how those wild. pyramids it's line up just like them. Shit. Yeah, I mean, there's you know, that's how why it we all always correlates with each yeah, other. You know, everything connects. Like there's just, like yeah. you can't talk about the banking without like everything connects. And then you talk about numerology, the shootings this week. I, I've been sending you stuff, Nico. The shootings, like, there's some weird. That Dayton, Ohio shooting has an obituary in the newspaper from 2014 where he and his sister were both killed. How the fuck is this guy sh- carrying out mass shootings when he was declared dead five years ago? Wait, that that's it. You were sending me a bunch of stuff. You sent me one thing. It was a Twitter link, I believe, with a video of a woman saying that there was two different shooters. Yep. There's multiple videos. And then you videos. sent me a couple other things. That, I, that was... I was going to ask you about that in the next segment. Sorry, but uh, no, that's all right. <laughs> you know what? I tell you what. We're gonna we're gonna let let's wrap it up with the creation stuff for now. Okay. All right. We're gonna take a three second break, and then we're gonna roll into the um, more current events stuff. That last segment. We're gonna talk a little bit about the shoot. We're gonna talk a little bit about the shooting. All right. In the news, we're gonna, I have a little thing I want to talk about the election. We'll talk about that, and we'll. Uh, I'm going to play a song that is going to fit with our election segment coming up next. Making money on a boat, on a boat, making money, let them swing on a boat, got a vote, what's my name, sugar gang, got a boat, got a vote. Yeah, that's one of uh, that's one of Red's new songs. His buddy kicks in and raps at the end, but uh, do you not? What I'll do, I'll, so so you guys can hear the whole thing. I'll play the whole song at the end. It gets really good. I'm telling you, Red, I don't but really I, like I don't wanna, rap I don't music, break but it too dude, you are yeah. fucking talented, man. Dude, well, I don't either, dude. Rap is not even, you know, it's not but something you, I listen. It, you to. are fucking good. He's got another song. I I wasn't gonna do this now, but we might have to. Now, now, just bear with me on this one, and don't talk over it too much. I might a little bit. Red has all different kinds of styles. He's not just a rapper. This guy does. He does Spanish music. And- <laughs> As kids, me, Nick, you know, uh, all our buddies, we used to play in a band. You know, we were hardcore rock and roll. We were like trying to be like Zeppelin. We were trying to be like that or Spirogyro, which was a a jazz a jazz band. You know, which was like a, a jazz can you fusion. Guys, can you can you hear this in the background? It's a little low. Oh, right? yeah. This is sick, this song. I sent this to Drew. I want you to just sit and listen to this guy. This this now 
is more almost almost into like a like a Jim Morrison style. You know. Okay. Nick, this now, is this for the uh, neutral world. The one that listen to this. Yeah, you gotta give this a minute. Now, eventually, when this guy screams, he has one of the greatest rock and roll screams in history. It reminds me of the Wig song. Yeah, you remember the Wig? This. Now, do you ever listen to the Doors show back in the day? Yeah. Right, right. Now, imagine, imagine you're right at Doors concert. Right? It reminds me of the end. It's that song, the end. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now, Im- imagine, yeah, it's it's 1964. It's fucking shripping on acid, okay? You're in the audience, and Jim's Jim's over there. He's he's got his shirt off, you know. He's taking he's taking a swig of vodka right now. You know, he, he's he's vomiting, throwing up, because you know, this is what he would do. He he's passed out on the floor right now, and it's like so the band is just playing this, and they're waiting for Jim. Wake up! Jim gets up. The fire's burning. Listen. Wake up! The water's boiling. And that's sick, bro. Wake up! And that's sick. Did you hear that? What I do to make me really laugh is I try to picture, when I listen to this, I close my eyes, and I try to picture this kid in, in his garage. He's doing this. It, it's probably like, you know, one o'clock in the morning. No, it's, no. This, shit, this shit's cranking, you know? But this is how I imagine it. And it's cranking, you know? Right when you the, got the kids it, are, I started The kids it. are sleeping. I know, but I'm telling you how I imagine it. <laughs> because I was at his house one night, and it was like 12 o'clock at night, and he had the music. Blaring with the garage door open. I'm like, the neighbors must be losing it right now. But I picture like the kids in the kitchen, you know, maybe they have their friends over, and all of a sudden they hear, Wake up! Right. <laughs> and they're like, Yeah, that's my dad. He's Jim Morrison. Yeah, yeah. He's in the garage. Yeah. No, actually, dude, right. that was like this Sunday afternoon. After right, I'm Sunday in the Bible Belt, you know, Nick. This is after church. Yeah. <laughs> you know? The neighbors are outside smoking. Yeah, people you know, are mowing you know, the lawn, and I'm in the garage doing it. Matter of what? fact, yesterday, yeah, and all of a sudden they hear that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, no, I'm proud of it. They, don't, they must. I'm the neighbors must lose it. their oh, fucking shit. minds to you. All right, current event. Now, I wanted to talk a little bit about the election, and mainly because I want to make a kind of make a prediction, and I wanted to get it on tape. This fucking election that we, we know that they're trying to do all these internet uh, election security bills. McConnell won't won't even bring them to a vote. Now, that's not going to happen. They will not let us protect the election. We got fourteen states where there is no paper backup. Right. Okay. So if bullshit. these things get hacked, all right. We already know that Russia has hacked into every all fifty states have been hacked. They didn't change any votes supposedly, but we don't really know. Now you got China. China wants Trump fucking out of there. Russia wants Trump to win. Basically, this election comes down to Russia versus China. Yeah. Now, I don't think China, the Asians are good hackers. They could hack, yeah. but I don't think they want to hack the election because they know then it's going to be challenged yeah. and it's going to be you know all kinds of drama yeah, yeah, and Trump yeah. won't leave. So they don't do that. Yeah. They don't want to do yeah. that. What and they're they going to want to do though, is they're going to they, – they, uh, this is my prediction, and I want to see for my. They're going to try and crash our economy because they want Trump out. 
Uh, they're already starting to fuck I with it a little bit right now. Now, yeah. now, if Trump loses, and I'm not saying Trump is going to lose because right now it's a fucking coin to us. You don't know. But if yeah. Trump loses, okay, he is not going to accept this election. He oh, is going to no, challenge he's gonna it. Shoot a balls off! He's not leaving. He is going to. He's say, not leaving. He's going to say. He's going to say. He's going to say. You know, we were hacked. We were hacked. We were hacked. Fire and this is why thousand lawsuits out against everybody, and he's not leaving yeah. his shit. And this is why McConnell is not allowed to make people do paper backups. Right. It's going to be a fucking disaster is on the horizon. You know what? No, he's president. He's going to – Nick, you just hit – I said it to the wife the other night, exactly what you just said. If he loses – There's no way he's walking out without a fight. There's no way he's going to say that's fucked up. The ballots are fucked up in every state. You know, this state I know for sure he's going to come up with evidence – he's not walking out. The House has passed a bill requiring paper backups Mm -hmm. in every state. There's 14 states. I don't even know which ones they are. But if any of those states are ones that Trump loses, he's just going to freaking challenge them. So this is my prediction, and it's going to be a fucking disaster. Mm -hmm. The other thing I wanted to ask is, this just came to my mind. Do you know why we vote on Tuesdays? No, why? I was thinking about this the other day, and I'm like, first of all, but the big problem is that a lot of people don't vote. You know, if we had a higher turnout, right. things would be different. I always notice that, like, for me over here, it's real easy to vote. I go around the corner, it takes me 30 seconds, you know. Yeah. But whenever it's like election night and you put on the news, whenever it's in like a poor community or something like that. They have it you know, far, far there's away. People, there's far away and there's people online for like three hours, yeah. four hours, yeah. you see them. And I'm like, I don't know. I run around the yeah. corner during commercials. It takes me two seconds yeah. to vote. You know, yeah. I walk in, I walk out. So I Googled it, and I'm, I'm saying to myself, I'm like, why do we have election on Tuesday? It's the worst day. People work all day. And why do we have to do it in one day? Shouldn't we have it be like Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday? Yeah, well, like, you why do, definitely get your Why vote is it that we only have yeah. – basically, I mean, people work. Yeah. Basically, you got about six hours and you got to stand on line for three hours. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, and if you so want I a fair vote, and, and why it, wouldn't you the, let that happen? The the reason goes all the way back to like the friggin' eighteen hundreds. Okay, they did it in November because most people were farmers and November was like kinda like their off season. And November makes sense because you give yourself, you know, November, if you want to transition in January, it gives you two months to transition, that's fine. But they did it on a Tuesday because everybody had to go to church on Sunday and then they didn't even have cars yet. So it would take people about a day to travel to the place to vote. And then they would vote on Tuesday, and then they could travel all the way back. Huh. Yeah. I've even, but there's absolutely no reason. Like It's just this stupid tradition yeah. that we have. When we have all day Sunday when people are off the vote. Yep. But no, we don't really want people to vote. So we're going to squeeze it in on a fucking Tuesday. You got three I, hours. Of- and the entire election, like, these elections are so goddamn close. Yeah. Like, it comes down to what? Michigan and Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and all this, right? Right. If there's a fucking snowstorm on that Tuesday, that's it. That could determine our president. Yep. Yep. That dude, that it, yeah, you're right. If it's if it's rainy and snowy, turnout's going to be down. What what is the uh what is the turnout anyways? It's like 37% too. Like the the presidential elections only get like 37% turnout. Yeah, somewhere around 30 something percent yeah. of eligible people. 30% of eligible voters. Well, if you gave people a little bit more yeah. time, you know, you might you might get that up a Red, little. Red, uh what were you saying? I'm sorry. I was saying, no, no, it's all right. I heard horror shows out here where 
you know, people would get bussed in. They were getting bussed to the to the voting spot. And yeah. then all of a sudden they would say, oh, no, 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 no. When you got there, they would say, oh, sorry, water up. They changed the uh, mapping of it, you know, Nick? Yeah, they move them and yeah, shit. Yeah, right? And so they fucked the people. And now they're like 60 miles out of the Gerrymandering. way. Gerrymandering. And the new place is the other way, 60 miles. They don't make it. Yeah, they do not want poor people to vote. In poor communities yeah. and cities, they make it really, really hard. But they'll they'll reform the tax yeah. code to make sure that they still get their fucking 33, 35%. You know, they'll reform the, exactly. shit, the parasite yeah. uh, programs, but they won't reform that stuff. Yep. And did you yeah. know you can get your taxes done for free? Yeah. By who? The government, right? Yeah. It was on the news. I think they, they might they might have just repealed this law, yeah. but it was a law that, like, nobody knew about. If you make, like, I think it was, like, $60,000 a year. If you earned, like, less than $60,000 a right. year, you could go to one of those companies, get your taxes done, and the government would oh, pay for shit. it. Is that right? But they don't – but they didn't – but they didn't tell anybody. Right. So only about 0.01% of the eligible people actually used it. There isn't the like the 16th amendment the income tax uh amendment that was never ratified by some of the states. So a lot of people say mm. it's not really fucking lawful. That's why you have Wesley Snipes and some of these other people walking around like I ain't paying you 7.7 million dollars in taxes. Like, oh god, that's Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. a big <laughs> a lot of people say that. That's the libertarian. Yeah. <laughs> the libertarian tax taxes yeah. stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah, well good luck with that. Anyways. Yeah, you don't want to pay tax, don't use the fucking roads. Yeah. That's what I say. If you want to use the roads, we got some fantastic roads here in Kansas for you. We pull money from education and we put it into the roads here because we want you guys to have a pleasant experience while you're driving through. You guys got some nice country roads. Oh, right? dude, we have like the second or third best roads in the in all of the state or all of America. Oh right? yeah, dude, our road system is phenomenal. Well, here in New York, we have the two worst roads in the entire country, and I know what number one is. It's it's the Cross Bronx is number one. And I'm drawing a blank on number two because yeah. I I hate I have this thing I hate the Cross Bronx so much might be the belt that I actually Googled it one time and I knew it yeah. man it's the fucking Cross Bronx takes it yeah. you can never get through that road without oh, being no. in traffic oh, it's a goddamn disaster dude I can't even imagine I live in you know lower Kansas City I cannot I would shit my fucking brick have it like being in New York I, I'd be like oh please help I I'm from out of town. <laughs> All right, we only have ten minutes okay. on the thing already again, and I don't want the cuss to go so long. So let let's pick up with the. Um, we wanted to talk about the shooting in El Paso. So what were those uh, videos so, you were sending? I me? think like there was two or three of those videos. One was a girl, and I think the other video was uh, her mom. But both there's multiple eyewitnesses right. on camera that say we saw four men uh, walk in, run in, in all black wearing all black and began firing and none of those four men looked like the dude that uh, they apprehended in El Paso. Right. Uh, the other crazy thing is Nico, I don't know if you looked at this photo, but the fucking pants he has on in the CCTV footage do not match the same. Those are not the same fucking pants as the dude who they, no, that guy had not. slacks on outside. He had different pants on. I noticed and that. And as uh, a Photoshop expert, like that sh fucking photo they showed him walking in and then turning to the left. Like I work with Photoshop, as you guys know, like that, that just looks really, really fucking suspicious. What is the motivation here? What do, what are they trying to pull? 
there was, I mean, there's only one or two people. I don't know if this is real saying that there was four shooters, a million other people saying What that. is the motivation? Like, All right. This is what I think. They are like, oh, shit, people are getting wise to the Jeffrey Epstein thing and all this sex stings and these, mm. this, this pedophile that happens to be up in mm. higher level, mm, higher levels of these elites. So let's just fucking have three mass shootings in a day. The El Paso shooting was in a, a district belonging to what is, what's one of the Democratic uh, presidential contenders? Uh, Beto, Beto. From bro. Texas. It happened within yes, that fucking yeah. district. Uh, it, it's just, it's a distraction, man. Whoever is in control of these MK Ultra yeah. slaves oh, yeah. or these, oh, these yeah. sleeper cells just said, hey, we got to go ahead and activate a few because they're getting wise to the yeah. Jeffrey Epstein shit. There's always, there's mm-hmm. always a distraction. It, that's what I was asking myself is like, what the fuck is going on elsewhere when this is happening? Because this is fucking, that's a big time news cycle. Well, yeah, we need to speak about Epstein. Yeah, we did that. We talked about Epstein, uh, was it last week or the week before? Well, he was—he almost died. I mean, he's in jail now. They haven't really... No real news has come out until the trial comes. And once the trial comes, it'll pick up again. Well, he'll probably be there dead, There was right? stuff about his island. This freaky building oh, that he yeah. built on his the island. The temple, yeah. Did you see that? There's, like, tunnels beneath it. It's creepy. Um, so, gonna, yeah, the shootings. Yeah. The pants don't match. Uh, you have the manifesto, which I read this week from a, a Yale... Harvard or a Yale or Harvard professor that said that this dude did not write that manifesto. Somebody who's 21 years old right. does not write. And wasn't the kid autistic? Right. Uh, I had, I read another story saying that uh, his doctor said like he couldn't even hardly type or write because of, you know, being on the spectrum. There's just so many weird things. The Dayton one, there's an obituary. I'm looking at this kid's obituary. Uh, Connor Betts of Sheffield passed away suddenly Wednesday, February 19th, 2014. How the fuck is he carrying out a shooting? I mean, what the fuck? You know? And again, coming to motivation, I see this more likely as, I mean, who would benefit from changing the story? Just to distract for the Epstein? Or are the gun lobby people trying to drum up the people that think it's fake? Yeah. And all they have to do is put out a couple of videos of some people saying... Oh, there was four shooters. Yeah. Oh, it's this. I mean, that's to me that seems more likely and more credible than the fact that that was faked. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. There's a real, I mean, a real I think winner. That... They're fucking that fucking gun lobby. They're the winner, and they know there's a lot of people that you know with these websites and theory. Boom! All they got to do is start dripping some mm-hmm. shit out there. Yeah. So it's really hard to tell. Who's fucking with us? And it could be either way. They want the guns. I mean, I don't think there's any. Mis- they want the guns. You know, they're coming. They, they, that's, they want our guns. Oh, man. yeah. I mean, I don't think you can say anything else. Our fucking government. We only have a few more minutes. But, uh, you know, you know about. I think it's about 70 percent of the population wants to change the gun laws. Even NRA members. I think it's even higher. Even than Republicans. That. Yeah, they think, all think- want to change the gun laws. But we can't get them passed, and this is the biggest problem with our fucking government is the money in there. Is the money corrupts everything and greed, and it's not what the people mm-hmm. want. 70% of the people, for 20 years now, we can't get even the slightest gun law change. Nope. And nobody wants to take nope. everybody's friggin' gun away. We just want some reasonable background yeah, checks that's all. and get these major assault weapons off the street. 
We just can't. Hey, do you, it. you mentioned greed. What is that a characteristic of the reptilian brain? Now, do I Everybody have the Everybody does. Oracle we all books? do. It's one of the earliest forming stages of our brain. It's the oldest part of the brain. Yeah. So wait, Nick. Well, Nick, you're not a reptile. No, every human being has a – every homo sapien has I'm a reptile reptilian man? brain. You have a reptilian brain. Do you, Nick? Yeah, I have a reptilian brain. Yeah, you got to. All right, guys, listen. We, we got to okay. wrap it up. Thanks for hanging with us. This has been brought to you by the Heavenly You are all my children. And the bird. And the bird's name. I said I was in Miami on a-